Hi, it's Thursday morning, it's about 8.25, and I'm about to sit down and throw together the Dungeon Master's Diary. And I wanted to just say a couple of things. First, I wanted to say hello and welcome to the most recent patrons on patreon.com forward slash RPG Rescue. I don't know if I've mentioned these guys before, so I'm just going to say hi and welcome to Simon Fox Miller, Billy Mitchell, and Craig H. Thank you guys for coming on board as... Oh, actually, I've got one each of a torchbearer, shieldbearer, and swordbearer, and I'm just made up. Every single time I get a new patron, a new person following along on the inside track, behind the GM screen, as it were, it's just amazing and fascinating to me, and um, I appreciate it. It's so encouraging, so thank you. The second thing I wanted to say is that as part of my treatment of my worry and anxiety my generalized anxiety disorder right now, I'm going to do a little experiment today. So what I'm going to do is put together the Dungeon Master's Diary without checking it. So what I mean is I'm literally going to open up my um, Audacity, or as it's become today, Audiophonic uh, editing suite. I'm going to throw the files in, in order, um, or you know, sort of chronologically, and I'm going to save it and upload it, and it is what it is, guys. Checking is costing me an awful amount of time, and I just hope that you won't mind if I don't check this, get it out there, it allows me to move on and do something different, something creative, something um, better. So, here we go. Unedited unexpurgated Dungeon Master's Diary number 57 Thanks he won't share with us the darkness in his brain The Dungeon Master's plan the pleasure and the pain What's better left unknown keep calling out to me I hear him think out loud to die Only the great shall come Open to page one My name is Che Webster and this is the Roleplay Rescue Dungeon Master's Diary Saturday morning, post chores uh, washing machines burbling, Debbie's drying her hair and I just had a minute I thought I would check in I um. Yesterday I was reading a lot about sort of the rules that we operate by um, and how, you know, a lot of those rules are quite mistaken, um, potentially, you know, the example given is about like, you know, in, in British society, we have like rules about how you queue up. And if you think about the rules around like queuing up for something, they are um, a sort of social contract. But actually, you know, there are always people who don't seem to have quite the same rules as you do, right? And um, in those situations, you can kind of, kind of creates a tension. And um, that got me thinking, and obviously the, that's been then followed on in my book into kind of talking about anxiety and the things we worry about, um, why we worry about them. But I was just thinking about my hobby, actually, and how essentially that I have a number of beliefs, uh, rules about um, how things should be done, uh, especially as a GM. And I, uh, I think it's time for me to really challenge those in a very concerted and definite way because they essentially are paralyzing me. They are stopping me from moving forward as a GM. 
Um, I've got a game. Well, in theory, I have a game tonight um, in the Mega Dungeon, and I, I pff, no, ain't happening um, because I don't feel ready. And the same with tomorrow, RuneQuest, I'm supposed to be uh, running our game in RuneQuest Grantha, and I've already sort of said I'm not ready. Um, we're going to meet, both those groups are going to meet and talk, but essentially, you know, we're not playing. And um, I think the longer that goes on, the worse I feel about myself in some ways. Um, but, you know, actually, this question of, like, well, what are the rules about being ready? You know, what beliefs do I have? Uh, rules and beliefs are sort of interchangeable in this this kind of line of thinking. Um what kind of rules are in play here and um obviously i've got some pretty big ones i i, I kind of feel like um i need to you know the gm needs to know everything about the adventure they're running or the situation they're running before they can run a game is a rule i seem to be operating on and also that the gm needs to know all the rules um of the game itself um and that the gm should feel confident with everything is a, a rule I seem to be operating by. Um, and then there are all sorts of things about how things should be played. Um, you know, there should not be a plot, that there should be instead uh, an opening situation and that the GM should adapt to those things on the fly and improvise around those things, bringing together the set stuff they have already designed. So GMs should be designing places things, people, monsters, whatever. Um, and those are supposed to challenge the players. Um, all of these beliefs, now I don't know, some of these beliefs are probably quite useful, um, but some of them are not. Um, they're clearly not usefully, useful to me because I can't meet them. I can't kind of meet those rules. So it's essentially pushing me out of play. And um, I think this is, you know, quite unhealthy. Um, so I decided that um, one of the things that we, we need to do to sort of um, challenge our our beliefs, our, the rules that we believe are in operation, is to find out what other people have to say. So yesterday, and, and I'm going to really dive into this even more today, yesterday I started reading Your Best Game Ever by Monty Cook. And alongside that, I'm reading Monty Cook's Cypher System rulebook with a mind of understanding the operating principles that are behind that, if you like, the kind of the the rules and beliefs that are behind how he plays and how he encourages people to play, um, if you like, how cipher players play. Um, now, I understand that's not going to be a homogenous thing, but I, I think within the writing, I should be able to glean some ideas. And, and I already have. And it's been, I think, quite fun, actually, quite interesting. Um, what I have to do is sort of push aside my my disapproval um the set of rules that is saying yeah that's wrong because it's not the same as what i think has to be put aside and pushed aside and and i find i can do that quite well i think being a teacher that that's a mode of thought that i have i just have to deliberately enter into it and that's what i started to do just deliberately i'm going to read this uh not in a critical sense but in a learning sense what can i learn from this and that's what i'm doing today and i think that this would be if you like good and healthy for me as a first step into modifying um because i think if if the rules aren't helping me if the beliefs i have about gaming aren't helping and not allowing me to play then maybe i need to change them and um, doing that slowly through experimentation through coming back to a very old idea i had several months ago which was to sort of have my gm experiment book I don't know if you remember that um 
I never kind of went anywhere with it because my first experiment with Traveller went horrendously wrong in my mind and I therefore abandoned experimentation because it was obviously not working. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't make a very good scientist, I don't think. I, um, but I want to come back to the idea. Let's run some experiments and I think that might lead me down a line of actually needing to play a few test gamey bits, test bits of play to sort of build up my confidence and, um, and find a way forward. So... I don't know. I'm going to let that ponder around my head and see what I learn from Monty Cook because I think he's got a lot of positive stuff to say and I'm quite drawn to his stuff. I just quite can't quite put my finger on why, but I am and I want to learn from him. So let's see what comes out of that, I guess. There you go. Game on. So it's Sunday afternoon about 2.30. Just had a short session with the RuneQuesters. Um, basically what's been happening is that two weeks ago we met and had a bit of a session zero uh, agreed on a campaign we're going to run, um, Six Seasons in Sata. And they were tasked with kind of creating characters. And over the last two weeks the guys have got themselves a character sorted out. Um, had three of the four original players today, so I don't know whether um, one has dropped permanently or temporarily but it was a nice session with the three guys and we kind of bound the three characters together so what I wanted to do is essentially find out about their characters without really looking at the character sheets I, I wanted to talk about the characters not see them as statistics you know I think there's um, a real danger in our gaming that we we reduce our characters to stats on a, on a sheet and don't think of them as people and I really especially in a game where we're going to explore Glorantha, the world, and we're going to you know, really be looking at a character-driven campaign. I, I wanted to start with a firm sense of who are these people. Um, and from there, we, we're going into the game. So in two weeks, we meet again, and I, my plan is to run the initiation, um, essentially, of the characters. They become kind of adults in the community um, and join the the kind of clan cults. Um, so for those who don't know much about Glorantha and RuneQuest, you know, characters are bound to their communities through the cultic um, associations they have, the religious responsibilities they have. And the the clan these guys are part of has a, what's called a whiter, sort of a, a totem spirit, I suppose, or a, a patron spirit, if you like, that kind of guides and protects the community. And they're being initiated into that cultic group. And then from there, they can go on and take on uh, tasks that would support the community, you know. And I'm looking forward to that. But there was some really nice stuff. We got some really good bits of tidbits of detail from the characters that essentially suggest all sorts of uh, at least subplots, if not main plots, you know, they're um, things that you could pick up on and run with. Plot's not the right word, um, but, you know, that idea of, of of hooks that can you can draw out and explore a story, you know. And, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And I think um, uh, I enjoyed the conversation and I enjoyed the fact that we just kind of kept it relatively brief as well. It was kind of what we needed to do to talk about, allow it to mull around our heads and then... The guys have got a couple of weeks to go away, think a bit, and then we can come back and play. And I'm looking forward to that. So it's good. I'm low on energy. I'm so tired. Um, you know, last night barely slept, but um, it was good to come together. And I'm enjoying that sense of 
we are a group and we're doing this together. The, the other thing that I, I keep banging on about, I suppose, with this group, but it's this collaborative element that I really want to establish as our group, you know, that we're doing this together. Um, I feel this especially keenly because as GM, I'm not an expert of Granther, nor am I expert even in request the game. So, you know, very much open about that. And I feel like we as a group together will feel our way into this game. And um, I find that to be a much more uh, productive and positive kind of approach than um, or any other, really. I just feel that that collaborative spirit is something I really want to engender here. And I think I want to engender more in my gaming. I think in the past I've always tended to see the GM as, as having to be a bit aloof and, um, you know, have to make some of the big decisions. But um, I'm finding more and more that I enjoy allowing the players to, um, yeah, make some decisions really and make some choices and, and suggest some stuff. Um, and certainly over their characters, their sovereigns. So uh, for me, it is really important that... Um, I understand their characters as best I can at this early stage, you know, and I know a lot of that will come out of play, but to understand them and to try and offer them opportunities to, to sort of develop their character. So looking forward to it. It's great. Game on. Hey, it's a Monday morning and I feel like I've, um, I had a major breakthrough today in terms of understanding uh, my worry, my anxiety. And um, the big thing is, uh, I just read a chapter all about uncertainty uh, in my fabulous book, Overcoming Worry and, and GAD, Generalized Anxiety Disorder. And uh, yeah, I've done an assessment on uh, my sensitivity, intolerance, if you like, of uncertainty. And uh, it's extreme, um, which explains a lot, but it's great to know, actually. It's quite liberating to know. It also explains so many behaviors. So just a few immediate thoughts that kind of spring to mind relating to gaming that I thought I'd share. As a really anxious, Mm, not quite right word. As a person who worries a lot, a lot. As a person who is very, very sensitive to uncertainty, even the splinter of uncertainty in a situation will will trigger me. As that person, but also a person who has a very, very low tolerance for uncertainty, then um, there's some behaviours that I'm starting to see why they happen. So, for example, my return to familiar things is a seething behaviour. You know, I like coming back to things I know and feel comfortable with and trust. Uh, so in gaming, that's what keeps bringing me back to these old familiar games. These games, it's not about nostalgia. It's about safety. It's like I know that game and I've played that game and I know I've had successful moments with it. You know, so, for example, when I had a really successful campaign um, playing Traveller and Dungeons and Dragons as a kid, you know, those things are really embedded within me. And I keep coming back to those games because they're safe for me, you know, and as basic D&D especially is so simple as well. It's so easy to grasp. And the idea of doing a dungeon is so simple and so confined and straightforward that actually that's really comforting. So why at the height of my anxiety and stress did I bail on all my games but kind of try and keep the mega dungeon going or build a mega dungeon? Answer, because that's a familiar structure to me, a safe structure to me. Um, GURPS had become a safer game, so I've become more comfortable in running it, but of course I'm running up against, actually running up against the uncertainties I have in that game, the things I'm not familiar with in that game. Um, And there's also a lesser degree, uh, I don't know the guys I'm playing with as well, 
So I, you know, that has, has uncertainty for me, how they're reacting, how they're feeling, what do they think about it, all those things for which I apologize if that offends you guys, because I don't mean to, I just saying that, you know, I don't know you as well as I would like, um, something feel like Bilbo, you know, uh, but I do, I do like the, these people very much and I want to spend more time with them, but I'm not sure how to do it. So that uncertainty is, is breeding my current paralysis. So I started with something I felt would be safe. It's become unsafe and uncertain. And um, because it's uncertain, I can't progress. I can't find a way through. I don't know how to take you forward because I just see catastrophe everywhere. Uh, whatever I do, I will feel like that will be the wrong thing. And that's why I keep doing that. Um, and that's a marvellous, marvellous insight that kind of needs development. Um, but I really, I really value figuring this shit out. So there you go. Further thoughts. It's Wednesday about 10 o'clock. And um, before I dive into some more reading um, on the mental health side of things, I wanted to just sort of log what I'm doing. Um, and I can't honestly for the life of me remember what I have or haven't already said about the fact that I'm reading really two things at the moment. Um, so first of all, I'm reading Your Best Game Ever by Monty Cook. I can't remember if I mentioned that. I have a feeling I did. And that's really good. I, I got all the way through the intro and through the player section. And I had some concerns um, that kind of came out at that about the degree to which Monty Cook seems to think that world building is or isn't important. But as I've now, I've started now into the GM section, there's a nice chapter on world building, which is pretty reasonable, actually. Um, and there are various different suggestions in there, which I think are broadly solid. So I've been really enjoying that. Now, along the way, what happened is that um, I was starting to read Cypher Core um, and uh, sort of, I mean, the reason I started reading Your Best Game Ever was because I was reading Cypher Core, and Cypher Core states very clearly that, that the Cypher rulebook is actually a companion book to Your Best Game Ever, and I realised I have both um, in print, so I thought I'd better sort of read between them. And what I've been doing is switching back and forth. Yesterday, um, I was um, in touch with my friend Derek, and he he suggested quite strongly, actually, that maybe on Friday we could do something, you know, and... Um, he, he's interested in the cipher system too. So yesterday, um, I, I in my mental health work, I'd also been doing um, a lot of looking at uh, the nature of uncertainty versus certainty, which is kind of at the heart of anxiety, to be frank. Um, and one of the things I've been encouraged to do is to sort of make um, or change some behaviours. And one of the behaviours I have is I have a tendency to sort of procrastinate, uh, to seek extra information before I make decisions, all that kind of stuff. So yesterday I decided that I would sort of plump for just choosing a cipher-based game. And the one that really appealed to me yesterday is The Strange. So yesterday I grabbed The Strange and I actually took some time to read through the first part of that. And uh, I could skip over a lot of the basics of how Cypher works because I'd already read that in core. But I got to the character creation bit and I decided, you know what, I'm just going to create a character um, so I did that yesterday, I created the character of, of Jack Houseman, um, who um, I really, you know, I really enjoyed creating. It was actually relatively simple. Once I'd read sort of through the material, it was really actually quite straightforward and simple to build a character. And Derek was in touch yesterday and he he was torn between doing, because uh, I'd done a Paradox uh, character, he, he was interested in, wasn't sure whether to do a Vector or a Spinner. And I sort of went, do both. And... Um, 
although he was worried about time, turns out he did, and he's gone away and done both and, and seems to have had some fun doing that. And at the moment, on the cards, it's kind of like on Friday, we might just get together and, and sort of muck about with the, the stranger bit. I don't know. Um, but anyway, this morning I made a plan. So I thought I'd, I'd sort of take things forward. Why am, I, why am I doing this? What is going on here? That is probably the thing I wanted to express and sort of share. Um, and I made some notes on this. I'm just going to share those notes really briefly with you. Um, so look, here's what's going on. Why on earth am I doing this? Well, um. Underneath all of this is me dealing with my anxiety about gaming. And uh, one of the things I realized is that I'm essentially sort of stuck in a loop of behaviors that is just not working. Essentially, what's, ha- what's happening is I'm not playing. And so I decided uh, one of the principles from um, cognitive behavioral therapy is to try and introduce new information uh, to then allow us to sort of seek opportunities. And the secondary kind of thing is to then use that information to try and uh, hypothesize and build some kind of personal experiments in behavioral change and then you know you can kind of have a go at something and see what you learn from it what was useful so I decided to sort of apply this process and and for a while now it's been bugging me to read Monty Cook's Your Best Game Ever with an open mind and I started to do that at the weekend it's been really good and really positive and getting back into cypher was really really good i think it might have even been late last week i started this um so to restate it what i'm seeking to do is apply the lessons from your best game ever um and it seems appropriate to me to use the cypher game system to do that because as i said a minute ago the cypher core system is stated to be the companion to that book your best game ever so sort of bringing the two together it seems if i'm going to experiment with role-playing games and try and use monty cook's approach it might be sensible to use his game now to reduce the load what i wanted to do uh yesterday what i thought thought would be the better sort of decision would be to use a pre-designed world the strange um and that was largely primarily to reduce the workload on me because world building is a big thing that stresses me out um i love it in many ways but a kind of my approach to it obviously doesn't work either and so you know when i come to apply the lessons in the gm section in the best game ever then world building will be something that i definitely want to do and i realized this morning that i really do want to build an sf setting using cypher actually to, to test that out um so that's kind of coming very 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 soon i think but initially what we thought is that the strange kind of interests me as a setting is basically less load to write and prep if you're using something that's already there derek's actually interested in that and being supportive so i kind of had the flexibility to present um the world in in whatever way is interesting to me because the world is actually quite loosely drawn in some ways it's essentially a kind of modern day setting where uh, people have become um, uh, aware of the nature of reality being different to what you think it would be and uh, you have the ability to sort of translate into some alternate uh, sort of universe alternate worlds called recursions and have adventures in them um, and sort of discover more and more about the sort of nature of reality and it really appealed to me on many many levels as a, as a, as a setting so kind of wanting to sort of deploy some of the the sort of and learn the game system it seems to be doing that focused on one setting the strange was a sort of good way of doing that i can kind of self-play now because i've got jack houseman as my character i can kind of self-play the rules uh, as i learn them you know i can literally use his character sheet and roll things and test things and look at how it works and i'm thinking Derek and i think it'll get together on friday and i think at the very least we could perhaps run through um the combat rules for example 
um, in in the game just to sort of see how that plays out using our characters. So essentially, I I wanted I wanted to sort of have that focus, and that's worked really well. And and the other thing is that I really want to deploy some of the other prep tools that the Scythe system offers, such as the various card decks, for example. They they have like card decks of like um, NPCs, and they have a card deck for um, sort of monsters and creatures that um, you know I've I've essentially picked up. And they also have like cipher decks and other things like that. And I want to see how using those kind of materials, like drawing cards, because I like cards, a really tactile thing. Um, but also, you know, I've really enjoyed that in my solo gaming in the past. So I want to see how that impacts my prep to sort of draw on random elements, see how that inspires me and, and experiment around that. So that's what I'm doing. That's why I'm doing it. And I think um, what's going to come off the back of this is a, a sort of combination of mucking about with the strange and starting to think about building a science fiction setting using this this tool set. And I'm, I'm pretty jazzed about it, actually pretty excited about it. So I hope that makes sense. Thursday morning, about seven o'clock, and um, something has kind of bubbled away in my mind uh, while actually thinking about work stuff. I've also just sort of had a few other ideas around hobby stuff and um, all related really to just one word that I really enjoyed reading last night. I was reading The One Thing by Gary Keller and um, in there he just talks about this moment where he started to unclench. The word I liked was unclenching. I really enjoyed this concept. Um, it, as I read it, I sort of thought that's really puerile and um, his description was kind of, you know, interesting. But actually... Uh, I slept and then this morning as it's mulled around my mind this concept of unclenching it's like a really powerful concept that actually um, in terms of what I do you know I'm so wound tight clenched muscles tense you know um, and he talks about the you know how things can work that way but essentially that what also comes with that well for him was uh, hospital you know he ended up in hospital and because the cost of that being wound that tight was so high and um, that just resonated I guess for obvious reasons that really resonate resonated for me um, and so this idea of unclenching and from that this kind of idea of just in my mind this morning just been these words of kind of like hold loosely the things that you love um, be more you you know allow you and um, that's been mulling around my mind and in terms of work that's led to some really interesting thoughts but um the book, The One Thing, is is really about just that. What would be the one thing that if you did it in, in doing it would kind of cut through, um, made a, maybe either make things easier or make a lot of things unnecessary. And um, uh, that thought has really noodled around my mind. And, 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 I, and there were sort of two steps in my thinking this morning I just wanted to share um, before I go and do something else. Um, so in gaming, I thought maybe the first idea and a strong idea and a good idea was to steal just the map. Um, now, for me, this is in relation to world material. This is, you know, all that official stuff that gets written, all the canon of things. Um, and one of the things that I, I realized a few weeks ago, and I think I spoke about this in relation to RuneQuest, it was the Dragon Pass map that was the thing that really inspired me as a kid when I was nine. And... Um, that was a thing I wanted to go and explore and visit. And uh, recently, you know, I started to go down this route of RuneQuest and I've ended up, you know, in the modern game, in the middle of all the canon um, and, you know, dealing with that, which actually um, isn't 
necessarily a bad thing, right? I'm kind of okay with that. But actually, I'm clenched. I'm tense about it. You know, it is really hard for me to deal with all of that. And I have to kind of push it all aside. And, all and it just occurred to me that actually, if I had just done the thing that a couple of weeks ago that uh, allowed myself to do the thing where I just steal the map, um, that would have made everything simpler. It would have cut through everything, made a lot of things unnecessary, made a lot of things easier, and actually just freed up my creativity. And off the back of that comes this idea that um, there's nothing stopping you stealing nice bits from it, right? So there's nothing stopping you from dipping into all that canon, right? But instead of, like, learning it and knowing it and getting wound up about that, it's actually about, like, well, I like that picture and I like that idea and I like that thing and I like that monster and I like that. And I can cherry-pick out those bits of steel like an artist, fundamentally, you know, Um take the things and remix them. Remix it with other cool stuff because then you can go outside the canon, can't you? You can go and steal the cool things from other places, right? And I'm thinking about this in, 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 in right now in relation to the science fiction that I want to play. And, um, you know, I realised that, the, like, for example, the thing I really like about the Traveller universe is actually I got fascinated by the maps. Um, but, you know, there are a few ideas in there I really like, really strong ideas. But then the canon is kind of overwhelming. And I mean, you know, with 50 years of of game material, that's not surprising. Um, but there are so many other things that I really like. I mean, what is it about the Star Trek universe, for example, that I really... What things do I like, you know? Why not steal them? What about Star Wars universe? What things do I like? What can I steal? What is it about Stargate that I like? Well, other than the Stargates themselves, right? Um, and so on and so on. Like, why not actually steal and remix, right? And that led me on to think of a better idea might be, not just like steal just the maps, but a better one thing that I could do that would like cut through everything is to build a, a collage, really. Um, in teaching, I'm starting to think about like instead of lesson plans and all of the things that come with that, I'm thinking about an idea that I played with when I first started teaching which is just a linguistic thing, but is a really simple thing, which was to teach from a recipe that I like. Um, now, recipe as a concept allows you to take a little bit of this and a little bit of that and mix it up and experiment, right? Now, sometimes you would take a recipe from a book that you like and you try it out. Um, but when you become really good at cooking, you start to sort of mix it up a little bit, change a little bit, tweak a little bit, personalise a little bit. And of course, you know, you, you move on, right, from just the recipe. For me, that's usually quite quick. I, I usually try something a couple of times and then I start just fiddling slightly. Um, and I like that, right? So it doesn't stop me taking all these great resources that are around me. It doesn't stop me taking all these great ideas around me, but it it just allows me to fiddle with them um, and to have that creative space. And now I'm just going to overlay that one last thing, which was just basically this, this some words that have been resonating in my mind. These are from um, Big Magic. Um, but uh, essentially, it's kind of like invoking the trickster. Um, what I mean is sort of invoking that part of myself that actually likes to play and muck about and, and, and you know, play tricks Um to mess around, to, to to fiddle around with whatever it is that I'm doing, you know, and um, 
and th- and that means holding things lightly and back to that idea right that actually the the trickster just likes to sort of mess with it a bit and uh, allowing myself to do that right just mess with it a bit chill it a little bit loosen it unclench and invoke the trickster game on <laughs>